Welcome to Live Let Thrive, a podcast about the Airbnb life, the share economy, and everything in between. Here are your hosts, Micah and Steve. Hello, hello, hello. And welcome back to another exciting episode of Live Let Thrive. What's up, Micah man? I am chilling, Stevie Stacks. How you doing? Great, great. Beautiful day, man. Beautiful. It's, it's a little muggy out there, but <laughs> <laughs> but it's um it ain't it ain't ice and snow, so that's good. That's good. Um, this is episode one sixty one of your favorite Airbnb VRBO home away Turo Lift all that jazz podcast share economy in the world, and we have a special guest today, Micah. Who we got, Stevie? Will Slickers. Who's Will Slickers? You ask. Well, let me tell you who Will Slickers is. He is the host of Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast and Good Morning Hospitality co-founder of Recreation Rentals and, as other people like to call, the Joe Rogan of hospitality. Oh, snap. Uh, he started his journey working for the Marriott um, autograph collection property that went, to man- went on to manage a private boutique property in in a beach town. From there, he started getting traction for the podcast and management company and left his management job in December 27th, 2019 and never looked back. Hello, Will. What's up, guys? I love your intro with each other, the live, let, thrive. I got to get a co-host on my show so that way I can do something cool like that. What the heck? (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, we have fun on this show, man. It's just... Yeah, we act a little crazy. Hey, hey, you're free to cuss too. You know, soccer moms, if you're listening, you know, cover your kids' ears. Awesome. I won't drop f bombs like Gary Vee, but I might drop a shit or something like that. You drop a shit on the show. That'd be the first. Oh man. So yeah, man. So Will, where did you? So when did you get started with the short-term rental space? Do you do arbitrage, co-host buying? Go into that for us a little bit. Yeah. Um, well, I kind of started when I was a front desk agent with the Marriott property that I started at. Um, and my parents had this apartment above their garage that they were failing at long-term lease and they just couldn't get a right tenant. They were either really bad tenants and kind of crazy or they damaged the place or whatever it was. And they're just like, okay, we heard about Airbnb. We're just going to do this. And when they told me about that, I was like, holy shit, this is a one bedroom hotel, basically. Like you're, you're taking what a hotel does and you're removing the front desk and you're really just getting it on virtual uh, pretty much automation. And so uh, I helped them with that. I was like, this is how you professionalize your, your unit. This is what a hotel does. You need to represent a hotel like environment, but with that unique authenticity of that local destination. And um, that got me started, started doing that. And long story short, I do management. We do not do any uh, arbitrage. We don't own yet, but we're, our goal is to get up to about 20 properties where we can then start buying and acquiring properties to put our on our own um, management contract. So yeah, that's the the goal right now. Nice. Nice. So, so why are you staying away from arbitraging? Uh, I, so it's a good question. And I was actually just in a clubhouse room where we're kind of debating it back and forth. Um, and I personally just think there's too much risk. I've seen too many fail and I personally would rather just, manage and you know i'm not against it i'm not saying i'm never gonna do it but to start out i would love to manage there's less risk less capital up front and then as my portfolio grows if there's a really good deal for five ten units in a a building yeah but that's the thing is is i'm gonna go into this one business that you guys may have heard of or may not have heard of um but they're called neato 
uh, and they were Airbnb company that Airbnb invested about $10 million into um, where it's a multifamily unit apartment building. Uh, there are already leases on the books ready, like with tenants and they implemented a home sharing program. Now this is a highly encouraged, you know, like, Hey, you, you guys have apartment 103 and 104. You want to travel and do whatever, put your, put your unit on Airbnb and let it make money for you. And we'll take a little commission and you can pay your lease. Worked out really good, really, really good. And they did about 5 million within the first two years. Ooh. Um, Ooh. Okay. Yeah. So like if something like that came up, I would, hundred percent jump, jump right in because it's encouraged. It's, it's, it's a highly, it's, it's set up for that. But until I find a, a good option, I think I'm going to stick with it. So what do they have these Nitos at? Uh, they had one in Nashville. Long story short, the company did actually close down uh, during COVID because of uh, some bad ownership. So mm-hmm. nothing, nothing against uh, Airbnb or any, but they, there's a whole scenario that went down. But I think the, another brand that's similar, Nativo, uh, they're doing something similar out in Miami and a few other places in Florida and I think Texas. Oh, nice. Not you know well. what? You know, the last few people, I think it's you, probably Julie. Y'all actually got me interested on that uh, managing side because it is a whole lot less risk. You know, I might, after these next six that I'm doing, I might look into the managing because I get a lot of people hitting me up about managing there. So yeah, something I'm definitely looking into because you definitely ain't got to do nothing. You know, you just take your cut and go on. Yeah. I mean, it's some good passive income if you have the right systems in place for sure and the owners you know they're most likely going to furnish it for you they're most likely going to be you know they they want you to take care of a headache you know they want you to to do that and with versus the landlord i feel like more like you're paying my bills i'm going to be on the beach you know type deal where they don't care if something breaks and if your guest has to check in and you know the ac isn't working they're going to get to it a month later uh i feel like a homeowner or asset owner in that sense of a single family home is a little bit more different but that's just me i also have never experienced arbitrage so I've heard a lot of people successfully do it. Like you guys, uh, a couple of our other friends, Jay Massey and, and whatnot. So, hey, more power to you because I, I don't think I could do it. Hey, man, I, I've come across when you said that, you know, the, the, the owner, just like he wants to be on the beach chilling. You feel, hey, you worry about fixing the problem. And I've come across that lately because I, I have started arbitraging. And, um, and same thing, the, the dishwasher, it's like, fuck. It's from like the 80s or something, man. <laughs> they kept backing up. And I was like, man, I think we really need to get this replaced. And he's like, no, no, you just got to prop it up with something and make it this way. And I'm, I'm like, dude, this it's the, yeah, he's the owner. He don't want to spend any money. And like, like you said, if, it, if I was just the managing it, and as I do, you're losing your money. You know, it's no big deal. But this impacts my money, too, because he don't want to get this damn thing fixed. See, yeah. that, 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 that I think, too, we can also break it down into different sides of arbitrage. Yeah. So one of the good things, so like with Steve, uh, that's one thing people have to look at when you're arbitraging. You can either go with a private owner or you can go with a co- apartment complex. Apartment complex route, you know, they have to take care of it. You just put in a maintenance request. On that other side, Steve's right, man. You might have to deal with the owner that ain't trying to fix nothing. <laughs> <laughs> he, he might be used to slumlording. No, for real, you never know. So he's he's slumlording. He's turning me into a slumlord by <laughs> default, man. It's messed up. Definitely. Well, I, I love, uh, it, it, this goes into like management contracts too. Cause like in your management contract for us, we, we put in that, you know, we'll pay out of the monthly revenue that we generate from bookings. We'll, we'll cover, you know, light bulbs, stuff like this. But if there's a fridge that breaks down or the laundry or maybe a bedboard gets broken, you know, we'll, we'll, we can cover it if there's enough money coming in through the revenue bookings, but it's going to be taken out of your cut. So like when we pay out your 75% or whatever, uh, it's going to be itemized on, you know, Hey, we did cover this, 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 and this. 
Uh, so we're taking that out or you can do it. You know, some uh, owners we've worked with, they didn't want to pay the linens up front. So we just got our linens. Uh, we purchased everything up front, did a, a par of two per, per bed. And we slowly on a monthly payment plan, just took that out and, mm. and covered our, our costs and up front. And uh, the owner didn't really care. They just didn't, they didn't want to put the upfront cost. They didn't feel the brunt. Yeah. 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 And see, that's, that's what I think about this cool about owning. Cause if I was an owner and I just want to collect a check, yeah. okay, you're taking some linen fees out and it'll eventually be paid off. And you're already making what two, three times the normal, what a normal long-term yeah. winner would make. So yeah, hundred percent. Can't now go you wrong with that. You mentioned something interesting too. I'm sorry. We're jumping all around oh, uh, a, a broken uh, a board on the bed or something like that. Uh-huh. Uh, to uh, our listeners out there and, and to anyone else, um, Wayfair canopy, canopy beds, uh, they look real pretty. They, they take great pictures and stuff like that. But people are coming to your units, you know, on vacations and stuff. They're going to be free. They're going to be getting down on that bed. So <laughs> you want something more sturdy and maybe something that the, the, board, the boards don't break. You just want a good, strong base for that bed. Because think about it, you know, a bed in the house might not get used as much as a, a, a vacation bed where people are in town to do one thing. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, Wayfair, I love you, but your beds, eh, you know. They've been giving me issues. <laughs> Can't disagree with you there. Uh, <laughs> well, I love the honesty. I love that. <laughs> so now, Will, like, where, now where are the ones that you manage at? Where, where are they located? Yeah. So right now, um, long story short, we I had a luxury vacation rental management company where we had a castle, a mansion. I sold my shares in, no, in November of 2020. Uh, and start, so I'm starting over from scratch. I got one unit with three on uh, on uh, review. So we're going through all the documentation with the lawyer and. Also going over what the owner needs to get up to speed for our brand standards. Um, but soon to have four. So it'd be really nice. And we are in this PNW market. So an hour north of Seattle, right between Seattle and the Canadian border. And we're really specifically honing in onto this destination because the one thing we saw uh, coming, I was born and raised here actually. Went to, uh, to high school, graduated 2013 here and left, came back due, due to COVID on accident kind of. And we saw that people that were managing vacation rentals out here were doing it so poor. So poorly, you know, not professional photos, no direct bookings, no PMS, no revenue management, no nothing. It's just Airbnb or Verbo set the rates and forget it. And they're running around with their heads cut off. And um, yeah, I, I was like, nope, not my, not, can't do it. This town and destination is too beautiful. Uh, so right now to answer your question and kind of ramble on a little bit uh, for soon to be properties under management and they kind of range. We have a beach house coming up. Um, should be doing pretty good uh, on a nightly rate, about three to 400 a night. And then um, our luxury mansion that we were, were actually taking in 9,000 square foot uh, on five acres should be doing about uh, 20,000 a month, uh, give or take in the high season. So, yeah. Ooh, now that, that mansion, how, how much, how much are y'all projecting that to go for per night in the high season? And then yeah, in the high season. Yeah. High season. So we looked at July and August to be the, the good season for us. Cause as you know, uh, that this is a really good time of year for the PNW. Um, so I think from what we saw in air DNA versus what we was looking at our comp set and then how we priced out our services and new base, we know what we're doing, um, is that we're looking at for July and August that the July will be about 25 K and then thir- uh, August will hopefully hit that 30, 35, um, and that's going to incorporate a lot of upsell revenue. So we're going to be doing a lot of local partnerships, uh, trying to add in experiences compared to just nightly rate. So on a nightly rate, you break that down to like 18 to 2,500 comparatively to flex on, on weekends or weekdays. I like something you said. You said you looked at air DNA 
And mm. then you calculated in your own value rate. Yes. What are yeah. things that you add to add value and how do you price them? That, that's tough. I can't wait to hear this. Okay. So yeah, the ad value. So like, look at, you look at all the professional companies, you look at Sondra, the guild, you look at all these high end management companies or master lease companies, and they got a good tech stack they have data and they, they know how to use that data. Uh, the one, we, one thing we saw in our market here, the, the competitor of ours doesn't use any of that. Like, not nothing. So we, and we come, so me and my business partner, we have about 36 or no, 32 years of hospitality combined uh, from luxury hotels to Marriott to, you know, St. Regis, all that stuff. So we know operations, we know revenue management, we know marketing. So what you're doing is creating a destination with this Airbnb listing. And that's our value. We we're not, we are not advertising, you know, Seattle, we are advertising our properties as a recreation destination um, as we like to call it. So that's our value add. We, we use tech to simplify our job, you know, wheelhouse for revenue management, um, proper PMS, safely for insurance, all the stuff that we use um, is a value add for us to our owners to show, look, we know what we're doing and we get the top dollar for our, our owners. Power. Yeah. Power. <laughs> Happy you. Yeah, that, that's powerful right there. Most people are just like you said, the Airbnb, sit it and forget it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I was just wondering, uh, how, how are the restrictions out there? How strict is it to do Airbnb? Yeah, good question. Um, so Seattle's pretty strict. You have to have a license and you can only have one property per owner, which sucks because mm. Seattle was full of real estate investors. Excuse me. Um, so thankfully, I'm just you know, a good chunk away outside of that bubble. Uh, so we don't have that restriction. Mm. Uh, and, and it really comes to HOAs. What does the HOA allow? If it's in an HOA, um, our property right now that was active and the, the mansion that's about to be active is an HOA, but it's actually encouraged. It's uh, mm. uh, as long as it's operational and professional. So um, not like a party house and we're not going to have, you know, project X happen um, and <laughs> things like noise aware. And like I said, safely in place to, to ensure that in our HOA, you know, we're transparent and it's just about communication. So no, no restrictions for us, thankfully, but uh, that's the one thing we like, we joined, the chamber boards for both the city and the island. So that way we are on top of being, if anything were to come down the, uh, the pipeline, um, we're going to be on top of it. We're going to be an advocate for the destination and for the STR industry to say, look, these regulations are going to hinder or it could benefit. We're like, we want to be that part of that conversation before uh, we get hit with a news article saying that, you know, Airbnb gets banned in our destination. Mm-hmm. That's smart. Get, I like that. Getting ahead of it, huh? Yeah. For sure, because that's like you see. I, I'm pretty sure you guys know our friend uh, uh, Theron uh, Lewis. Yeah, Theron. So, yes, sir. He's my guy. Yeah, so like he he got that Google alert saying that there's going to be a ban in Detroit, and like literally that moment of, oh shit, I'm going to lose my business happened. Mm-hmm. Well, as he and I were talking, he was on my podcast, in which I can't wait to get you guys online. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He he was like, yeah, I, I had to fight and fight, and I was like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. But then I was already on the board because I wanted to obviously acquire owners out here to give us their property. So um, yeah. So it's just a, a good preventative maintenance. I'm all about that. That's how business is done, man. Yeah. Um, real quick. So, so you're, you're on the management side. Mm-hmm. And so what, what percentage cut do you take? Uh, good question. Good question. We did start out just saying we're going to take a, a, a flat fee, 20%. Um, but then we realized like if a property makes 40 K, a year and we're still implementing all this tech and, and systems, we don't make as much as we thought we would you know, make. Mm. If it makes 125K, okay, cool, 20% is great. 
Um, so for the 40K, we do anywhere from 25 to 30. Um, and then from 75 to 80,000, we do uh, tw 20 to 25. And then from uh, anything over 80,000, we'll stick with a good 20% commission. Wow. That's, that's cool. Like a sliding scale. Yeah, it helps. And because and each property is different, you know, two bedroom apartment uh, above a garage versus a 9,000 square foot home on five acres. So it's a big difference of one work. And, and then of course, um, you know, the same amount of work that we put into the mansion is pretty much the same amount of work we put into that two bedroom. Uh, guests are, are needy sometimes. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, and the what do they say? And the uh, owners too could be yeah. needy too. They could be calling you every day. Hey, what's up with this? Why don't we have a booking? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so so that let's let's just say for that twenty percent you were charging, that's that's gross. So if the property made thirty thousand that month, you take twenty percent right off that thirty thousand. You don't take it. You don't share the profit. You don't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so is that after expenses too? That you know the stuff you have to do to the unit. No, uh, so we do gross. So we we say after you know before Airbnb fees, before our software fee, before wheelhouse, before all this, it, it, we we take right off the top, and then we calculate. Okay, what did we? Because if we go off a of net after all expenses, all fees, and all this, it's it's still a lot. Like if you make thirty thousand a month, but it's not as much as if you did gross. So and and you're doing the work to like you. That's the thing is you're doing the work. So understand your value is there. Uh, you are you're able to demand gross uh, and. I've had an owner uh, once before to my uh, prior company say, okay, well, I found a management company that's going to do it for 20 or 10%. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to leave and, and do them. And I was like, okay, let me know how that works. Like show me the, the payout that they give you the first month. Uh, I want, I want to compare. And he was like, okay, yeah, that'll be fun. And he did. And not only did he see that, yeah, they took their 10%, but then they took a connectivity fee, a booking fee, a blah, blah, blah fee, like this fee and that fee ended up being more than what I was charging at a flat 20. So uh, that and and the amount of revenue they made was like five grand in that month, and versus when we had him for on our on our platform, he was making about eight to ten. So mm. there's a difference. There is a big difference, and and you see a lot of these bigger companies doing that, doing the ten percent model, and and that's all the the owners see. Oh, ten percent—that's half of what you're charging. You know, they don't know they don't know all that stuff. All the fees are going to get hit with, and they're going to make you less money because they don't really care about you. You're just another oh another client, another ten percent off this guy. Yep. You know, plus fees. Y'all better quit so. calling out Evolve like that, man. <laughs> <laughs> Evolve, Turnkey, Vicasa. Did I say, did I miss it? <laughs> <laughs> so I do have a question for you, Will. So like with you doing the management and you have four coming up, have you, are you interested in doing like remote management? Like for something like, let's say over in Vegas or somewhere else, are you interested in doing that? And you have anything like that planned in the future? Definitely. We, we've talked about it. Um, my business partner and I both started out saying, we're going to go scout, you know, Scottsdale, Arizona, uh, Orlando, um, Austin. We, like we were just immediately like, let's go do it. Let's take on the world. And, uh, and after talking to a couple of mentors, and I'm pretty sure you know this famous name, Julie George, uh, we joined the accelerator program with them on their Legends X. And, uh, you know, they talked to us and say, own your market, start, you know, start where you are uh, and, and then branch out. Uh, get your systems super, you know, clean and pristine, and and then take that to a different market. So we, we said, you know what, why not? Um, and that's kind of what we're thinking. And but definitely, I want to be in Scottsdale. I want to be in Florida. I want to be in Texas. I want to be in Tennessee. Um, so you know, I want to be in all all the hot markets. So growing a growing a real brand. That's that's the goal. I love it. Grow a brand. So guess, we, no, oh, go ahead, Steve. 
Oh, I guess I guess the hardest part with that is uh, finding the boots on the ground. Mm-hmm. Definitely. That's yeah. That's I. You know, there's tools out there like I think it's Turnover BNB that has like that connection with like housekeeping and other turnover services. Um, but I think you know there's a lot of cool stuff that you could probably do in the interim to get like a an uh, what do you call it? Uh, interim is it interim like GM or interim person that's there for a little bit till you can kind of get like a set staff. That team, um, I think that would be a, an ideal one for us, but I don't know. We're not there yet. So hopefully, uh, hopefully we can get into and find some boots. And you said a couple of things. You said one thing that you, you said multiple times is tech stack. Mm. So, and I, I'm a techie myself. So what, what, what tech stacks are you guys using for automations? Yeah, a really good question. So um, I, I love this. I love tech. I, I think, you know, this is something that gets me excited. So I don't even know where to start, but good PMS. So we like, we, we love hostfully. We've had a really good relationship with hostfully. Um, and so just working out with them on, Hey, this is like our business model. This is how we're doing it. And um, you know, they're, they're very accommodating. You know, we've been able to have a lot of good conversation back and forth. Say, can we get this change on this, you know, certain automation key or this API, whatever, really good stuff. Uh, hostfully um, wheelhouse, as I said, uh, we love Operto. Operto is great for access uh, control. So when it comes to remote locks and getting uh, the door codes for the guests and automating all that stuff, amazing. What did you say that was called? Operto, O-P-E-R-T-O. And they're based in Canada. Oh. Now, are they a locking? Do they make locks or how do, what, what do they do? So they're an access uh, software. So they're, they're software that will integrate with your PMS they generate the door codes. And so you have to get door, co- uh, door locks that obviously integrate with their software. Um, so like there's some Yale uh, locks and they have a couple others that really connect um, Salto, which is a big hotel chain uh, lock. Um, so you, you'll get those locks through them that you can either finance or just buy it up front, get those locks and their software will generate all this stuff for you. It can generate automated messaging for the guest, um, all that good stuff. It's, it's a great tool. Yeah. I've never heard of that one. I'm, I'm going to look into that. Yeah, for sure. Operator is really great. They're, they're phenomenal. And then um, I think uh, they roll in a couple other services depending on what the service provider is. But um, for like back of house cleaning stuff, we use VR scheduler. And then we, uh, depending on Wi-Fi and how you know if remote the, the property are, uh, is, if it has good Wi-Fi, we go with noise aware for the, the noise monitoring. Then we have uh, safely for insurance. Mm-hmm. So um, those are, those are our main, main go-tos. How are you liking safely? I just got off the phone call with them. Um, I ended up going with proper, but mm-hmm. how are you liking safely? Love it. It's literally the easiest decision I could have made and pays out really good. So like, you know, you, you set the, the insurance policy that you want, whether it's like a million dollar bodily, in, bodily injury plan. And then you have like $10,000 worth of home damage, like, you know, plates, couch, linen, stuff like that. Um, they'll they'll re- they'll replace it if it gets uh, damaged. Like claims are really quick, really easy, and you can mark it up. So it costs you like six bucks a, a night. You can mark it up to twenty, and your guest pays for it, and now you're making additional revenue. Definitely got to look into them. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. I sent you. They're, they're great people. Oh, so, so it's per stay then. It's not per month. Yeah, per se. Yeah, so the and the guest oh. pays for it, and it integrates with your PMS, uh, and that will like help whether they book on Airbnb or book direct. Um, that that will that will come. You can make it mandatory. So, oh, oh, okay. so you just throw it on there as a as a mandatory twenty dollar fee. 
Yeah, you can do like, uh, it's, I don't know, some like Airbnb, I think you have to put it as like a management fee, but I just put it in the check-in information saying, hey, like this is like what this covers and this is kind of our, our professional precaution. Uh, so thank you very much for understanding. It's not non-negotiable. All the guests have to pay it. We even have to pay it when we stay here, type deal. Mm. Uh, so okay. your host, is it covering your direct bookings as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So whenever people book on our website, uh, they can, book, you know, let's say they want this weekend, they can do that. And then that uh, nightly rate plus whatever the taxes are. And then the insurance fee. How much is hostfully per listing? Uh, it depends on your size. Um, right now we're in the premium levels. So it's only like 79 bucks a month. Up to like, up to like 10 or 15 properties. Ooh, yeah. 79 for 10 to 15. That ain't bad. Oh. $7 a property. Okay. And you can use uh you can use my podcast uh, code and get twenty percent off. There you uh, go. Shameless <laughs> pitch. That's all good. We send it to us. Twenty. <laughs> what is your code? Uh, Slick Talk Twenty. Slick Talk Twenty. Let me write and that down. You get one hundred bucks off, and then uh, you get digital guidebooks too. It's really good. So. Yeah, I'm uh I'm considering it because uh, I got some bad news this morning. Uh, mm. Guesty bop your porter, so I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Porter? Yeah, Guesty bought your reporter. That's what I've been using. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We saw that this was a fifty million dollar uh series D round too. Woo. Yeah, I was like, good for them, but I'm like, eh, I don't know if I want to trust Guesty. <laughs> but I- <laughs> You know, um, uh, one of our last guests had mentioned that there's going to be in the next in the next few years, there's going to be a lot of uh, big acquisitions with these companies because it's really, really scattered about. He said there's going to be like, yeah, a lot of a lot of um, joint. Yeah, exactly. Now, that's what we've been talking about in um, our morning hospitality show. Uh, Good morning, hospitality. Uh, Michael from NoiseAware, the uh, business uh, development director, and then Michael Ross from Bidroom.com. It's a hotel subscription travel platform. Um, we've been talking about that and we're like in the beginning of the year 2021 uh, we're like yeah a lot of people are going to be ac- uh, being acquired and then in reality we saw a lot of people getting invested in like we were seeing like you know VC uh, capital funds just putting tons of money in the space and now we're seeing the roll up of, of software companies like Guesty doing that so it's going to be interesting to play out man uh, it's going to get it's going to get real dicey <laughs> now now you know, hostfully, do they do they offer like a service where you can create your own um, direct booking uh, website? Yeah, yeah, you get a free one um, with your with your account, so you can have a book now button on your on your website, or you can have like a search bar widget, um, and it accesses all your all your uh, listings. So it's really nice, and then it'll go through the properties, and it's a very nice professional little uh, direct booking platform for you. I have a question then, so let's say I got like, let's say I only wanted to give them 10 units, but how do they integrate? Do they integrate through your Airbnb account or how do they? Yeah. You, okay. So yeah, let's I, say I'm only going to give them 10 of them. Is that fine to just give them 10 and the rest of them stay on Airbnb or whatever? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. If you're already on Airbnb as an active listing, uh, you just import all the, everything that's on there you just add in hostfully, you just go to add property, import from Airbnb and log into the account and boom, you got it within maybe five to 10 minutes. And how's their messaging? Is it good? good? Yeah, good. You have a dashboard, you have a pipeline. So uh, once you get, like you have your cent- uh, centralized inbox. So if you're on like Verbo or Home2Go or anything else like that too, it's all centralized. Um, and then your pipeline. So when bookings come in, 
or let's say somebody asks for a quote or maybe whatever on your website direct, um, it notifies you. You can then send like a special custom quote. You can do all sorts of cool stuff. Uh, but if they just come in through Airbnb, you just message them, you know, whatever you're, you're going through. And then if they, they book, if you don't have an instant book on, um, but if you have instant book, just comes right through, good to go. So you don't use smart BNB or anything like that? No. Ooh. Yeah. I like the, I feel like the odd one in like clubhouse and all the other conversations because everyone's like, Ooh, smart BNB. I'm like, I never, like, I never had the need, you know, and it's all in my PMS. See, and I'm happy you bring that up because right now I'm using your porter and smart BNB just because the simple fact I don't trust your porter's messaging system is smart yeah. BNB so good. So it's like, I don't know. So if you're saying hostfully does it all, man, I might have to, might have to, Make a slick talk twenty call over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're good people, man. Like that, uh, you know, they they're hosts themselves. Uh, Margot, the CEO, she's amazing, and she you know comes from a good background with uh, Apple, uh, Apple, and a few other companies like that. So she's they're a smart team. Can I can I like can I like for my hostfully account? Can I add a virtual assistant to it? Yeah, yeah. You can add like a booking agent uh, or an owner. You have a, a lot of cool stuff you can do. Yeah, definitely. All right, I'm I'm at the I'm at the make a call over to Margo and the peeps. Okay, and I promise I didn't come onto your podcast to be a sales agent for any of these tech companies. <laughs> oh no, no I, I'm loving it because I'm I'm yeah. a tech guy. I'm I'm all about tech, using tech to automate stuff. I'm like yeah. I'm all for it, man. So I'm I'm gonna have you, to look into it. You missed your calling, Slick Willie. <laughs> you could be a great salesperson. Yeah, <laughs> see that's the thing. I don't. I don't I don't want to live off of sales. I, I'm like, you know, I can, I can do everything else, but having to sell somebody, I'm like, oh, I'll just, I'll just naturally promote it. I get paid either way. So we're good. you're not a businessman. You're <laughs> a businessman. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Let's go back to, um, so how did COVID affect your business? Yeah. Good question. Um, so when I was in with the management company, the, the luxury one, uh, we lost $125,000 within a day. Oh, uh, so that sucked, but once the, the, you know, I guess the initial shock of COVID kind of wore off and people really were like, all right, we've quarantined with the two week flatten the curve thing has gone to two months. Uh, I need to, I need to get out. I'm tired of seeing my four walls. Um, we, we realized our, our bigger properties were really special for people to get out in their own like COVID pod as they like to call it, whether it's a, a group of uh, friends or family that have been together they could spend that time. They don't have to leave uh, big properties like that were really successful for it. Um, so w- when I left that company, uh, they were still doing really good. Pretty much all the money that they lost uh, was regained uh, and plus some, and yeah, no, no real big effect other than how can we take this downtime to, you know, add our, our systems and, and get to a better, you know, smooth, process of, of checking and communication and other stuff like that. So it was a more of a time of how can we tweak things to, to perfect it. Hmm. And so is, um, is Canada still shut down? We all getting a lot of Canadians. Yeah. Yeah. Canada, the border is shut. We don't get any access uh, anymore. Um, but yeah, yeah. Lots of Canadian travelers actually, because we were only maybe two hour drive uh, across the board after the, the cross the border. So uh, you get out of Canada, you get to Bellingham and then, you know, to where we are, it's about, hours so not too bad oh, yeah you're you're right way up there then yeah mm-hmm. I, uh, I actually have short term rentals on deer harbor okay yeah, yeah so that's a pretty yeah. cool place too so yeah shoot beautiful. on yeah take the ferry shoot on up yes sir beautiful area good job on you man that's a good spot yeah 
So yeah, man, that's that's dope to have someone from the Northwest. That's cool. Yeah, <laughs> rare. So yeah. so talk so talk about the add-ons because you mentioned that earlier. What kind of add-ons do you do for these guests? Yeah, for sure. Um, so you think of like a hotel, you you can buy these certain like romance packages or whatever. Vacation rental is a little bit harder because you don't have a lot of these amenities in house. You're not a hotel with a restaurant and with valet and with this and with that. So you really got to tap in the local you know community and find out what's around you. Um, so we created a sip and stay package with a local, uh, tap restaurant, you know, right below actually where my office is here. Mm. And, um, so they get a growler, two cups and a growler fill up for a certain price, whether it's beer or cider. And we put that in our digital guidebook as an upsell uh, they can purchase directly with us. And then they get a certificate that they can take to the, to, um, the tap restaurant and claim and get filled. Um, so we, we get the price uh, from the tap restaurant. They get it to us at, at wholesale or, you know, where they're making a little bit of money, but they're not selling at retail. And we take that wholesale price. We mark it up to our percentage that we feel like we're going to actually make some money off of uh, and, and sell to our guest. That's just one example. Is that a pretty popular one? That's a popular one. And then we have a, we have a local massage therapy company uh, that will do like massages for whether it's a, a couple or um, even just, you know, let's say a, a mom's wanting to do a little getaway from the kids and have a relaxing uh, weekend away, then uh, they'll book that. That's a really popular one, especially for anniversary stuff. Really, really great. And then um, we actually have a coffee lovers package um, where there's a coffee roaster actually right outside my door too in my office. And this coffee roaster has agreed to allow us to let people book like morning tours with a cup of coffee from the roaster. So if you're a real big coffee, uh, coffee fan, uh, you can book that show up, you know, like six thirty, seven in the morning, they'll brew you a fresh cup of coffee and they'll tour you and show you how the roasting works and all that good stuff. It's really cool. <laughs> That's pretty neat. That man. is dope. Yeah. Uh, we've done all ourselves and we're, we're, we, we love it. And so we just, you know, it's, it's something cool. It gives us a little bit of money, but then our guests leave amazing reviews, which then you guys know what that does and, and how that kind of affects our, our algorithm. But um, yeah, it's really cool. I love it. Yeah. That, that massage thing sounds cool, especially for NFL quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. It's uh, huge actually. NFL uh, <laughs> quarterbacks, you know, you always got to get that, uh, get that uh, ice bath and then get a good massage. <laughs> Yes, sir. Shout out to the Texans, um, man. So this is this is cool. This is, tell us about your podcasting, your podcasting, because we're you know fellow podcasters. Yeah, from one podcast to another. I love it. Um, yeah, so I started my podcast in 2018. Um, I was brand new to the Oregon coast. Left my uh, Marriott job and moved to Seaside or Cannon Beach, Oregon, um, which. Micah, you know, yeah. Um, and you know, I had no friends or family and I was just bored. Gary Vee and Tony Robbins were a big uh, inspiration for me. And so I was watching a video they were doing together and it was like, hey, dumbass, get a $20 mic off of Amazon and start a podcast. Go to anchor.fm, it's free. Don't be an idiot. If you got an idea, like podcasting is what you need to do. And I was like, hell yeah, I'm doing it. Let's go. And um, I looked up like Apple Podcasts and I typed in Slick Talk because my name, Slickers, you know, just had to be played. And... Um, there's a lot of slick talks on there. So I was like, all right, mine's going to be about hospitality. So I got to make it stand out hospitality podcast. And uh, yeah, it was just kind of a creative outlet. I had a failed entrepreneur journey before where I started a show for an event company when I was about 19 and Uber came in and really took me out. Mm. And, uh, 
yeah, so I was, had that entrepreneur itch and the podcast was just a, a fun creative outlet. And then, you know, 20 listeners an episode turned into, you know, 200 and then 200 turned into 2000. And then it became really, really uh, huge. And for, for me, it's just on the hotel and restaurant world and then started getting the vacation rentals and gave me the ability to quit my, uh, my day job. So yeah, it's been a, a blessing to be honest. It's everything, so. <laughs> so, so how do you, how are you able to capitalize on your um, podcast? Yeah. So, um, I don't like the word sponsorship, but I, I, I form partners with industry, um, you know, companies, whether they're tech or they're, you know, whatever, um, and, and form, a, uh, find a way to like align our, our goals with them. So I have a, a editor team. I have people that will, will align our marketing strategies together, if that makes sense. So, um, I, I don't do like a per episode basis. I, I I've started out that way. It was like, Oh, maybe it's like a hundred bucks per episode or whatever. And that was good to start out, but now I go off of a script, uh, monthly subscription where they have to do a, a contract as well. The contract says on a month-to-month basis, you'll be charged this for, for this type of service. Uh, and I basically become a part of their team and an ambassador for what they do. And so I get the awesome opportunity to create the content that I want uh, and, and then as well uh, create fun projects for them, whether it's a little series with their, their clients that use their product or um, if it's you know, going on clubhouse or Facebook groups and, and just giving out my promo code and getting them, you know, some kind of traffic, it, it becomes part of that uh, community slash part of their team. So yeah, that's how I've figured it out. Brand Slick, ambassador. Yeah. Slick Willie, the reluctant salesman. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, man, that is cool. And I bet you get a bunch of freebies because of that. Yeah, not not like a, a time, but it's it definitely a perk. It's uh, it's been nice. Like in the beginning, uh, before COVID hit, actually, I had a couple of them actually fly me out and like do in person interviews, and it was really cool. So they like fly me out, get the hotel, or the I stayed at a guild once in Texas. It was really cool. Um, so that was really a cool perk. Like I was not gonna lie, I was like, damn, I'm being flown out to Texas to interview them to put them on a show. Like this is sick, um, and they're paying <laughs> me for like an episode amount. So like it was it was just really cool. Um, what part of Texas they fly you out to? Dallas. Dallas. Oh, you were here. Okay. Dang. Okay. Yeah, it was awesome. So it's been it's really cool. It's a it's a I I learned this like process or maybe even just a a learning lesson in the beginning that I was just like I need any sponsor I can get, and that was like super emotionally and physically draining just because you're going for people that maybe don't align with you. They had certain expectations or. maybe whatever. It just wasn't a good partnership. It wasn't a good fit. But now that I've gotten to that core group of, of companies that have been with me when, in the beginning where I had like barely any audience um, to, to now where I have the audience I have today and they've always supported, like they've never um, questioned whether there's a return on uh, re- return on investment. It was more of you, you've, you've shown that you care. Uh, you're about the industry. You're not some kind of like even though I'm salesy, I'm not some salesy person who uh, is just in it to in it for the a paycheck or anything. It, it was more of a this is a mission, this is an industry I love, and they aligned with that that mission too. So it was it was a good fit and something I've learned a lot. So I just honed it down to four, and we're we're keeping it that. That's the best kind of salesman. One that doesn't seem like a salesman. <laughs> <laughs> so you ever get hit up by any uh, medicinal marijuana companies? One to you to sponsor i have not yet actually <laughs> no no uh i think maybe my military background turned them turned them uh off from me because they're probably like oh you can't smoke or you can't do anything but uh, i'm out i got out october 2020 so 
<laughs> Congratulations, man. Thanks for serving our country. Yeah, thanks, boss. Thank you. Hey, man. so I'm, I'm going to kind of take it back to hostfully a little bit here. <laughs> yeah. On the cleaning side, can mm-hmm. you are your cleaners implemented in there as well? Or are you yeah. something like, oh, you, they are? Well, yeah, I'll say yes. Like as in uh, you can, there's a part in where you can automate messaging to your housekeeping team. So whenever a booking comes in, it can send them either a text or an email saying, hey, there's a booking for this property, this date, this time, all that stuff. Um, this is how many people it is. This is how long the stay, whatever. You can get include all the information um, and it will update them with that. Um, but if you want something really automated as in um, like a schedule with that, um, yes, you can add them into Hostfully, but I recommend, excuse me, got some other now, um, VR scheduler, uh, just because anytime a reservation gets changed, whether it's in-house, Verbo, Airbnb, you name it, um, if the reservation gets extended or shortened or canceled, the cleaning tasks that you set up for a reservation change with it. You don't have to do anything at all. And, and your, your housekeeping team can, can see that, um, so that's, it gives them a task list. It's a high level software versus if you got like uh, one property, like for the one property that we have now active, it's fine. Cause it just says, Hey, uh, this guest booked, this guest is staying this time, this place, this property. And then if they cancel, we, we can have one go out to them too. Um, but for the more high level view, uh, they integrate with VR scheduler. VR schedule is really cheap. $3 per property. That's it. And, yeah. yeah, you're really getting me on this hopefully thing, okay. You're solving a lot of my business problems over here. <laughs> that's, that's, like what, that's what the community is about, man. You know, we just, you got one little problem. You guys didn't know about Operto. I didn't know about uh, your porter until like today. So, you know, <laughs> uh, all this stuff, you know, you don't know what you don't know. So, okay, a, a quick double question. How important is branding to you and how do you go about, you know, being, making a strong brand? Huge. Yeah. Huge brand. I love branding. Um, in the sense, just because like I, I personally try to straight, you know, stray away from saying my Airbnb because Airbnb is not my brand. Airbnb doesn't clean my toilets. They don't change my sheets. They don't talk to my guests. They bring me bookings. So, um, I, I try to stray away from that. The only reason that I do say it is because when I say, Oh, I run short term rentals or vacation rentals, people don't get it. And then so you, have to say short, you have to say Airbnb and they're like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Um, so uh, yeah, I'm all about branding. So for our brand, Recreation Rentals, uh, we, we really try to focus in on a hospitality brand. Um, you know, one property, you're a host, but two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and above, you're, you're becoming a hospitality brand. You're becoming a real entrepreneur where you can create a, a really cool business and, and really hone into that. So I think branding is really important. Shout out to that. Branding is everything. Um, yeah. Now, oh, that's the, the one thing I was going to say. If you want to get direct revenue, not have to pay Airbnb or Verbo their fees, uh, you got to have a brand that stands out. Mm-hmm. And so, how do you how do you create a brand that stands out? What are some of the keys to that? Yeah, start start by getting a logo. That's simple. You have a name uh, that's catchy or whatever. Um, get a, get a, a clean professional logo. None of this uh, ten dollar you know Fiverr logos go. And like a hundred bucks, 150 bucks, maybe clean logo and, and start there. Then you can get a website, Wix, WordPress, whatever. Um, and, and start creating a real brand voice and a brand image. Uh, use that logo, create a color scheme. Um, 
may sound hard, but it's really not that hard. And don't be afraid to use your own photos. So like get a professional photo shoot with you and your team or your business partner or even your properties and just have that be instead of stock images on your website, really just put, put yourself out there, put the personalization, the humanization to it. Because I think like one thing I struggle with in short-term rentals and hotels is that we focus on the room, the, the bed or the property, but we don't humanize it. Like we have a great amount of people and that have a great story, just like you guys and, and many other people in the industry that have great stories and personalize it and connect with your guests on a deep level. So I think that, that plays a big role. Dope. Awesome, man. Yeah. You had a question before that, Micah? Yeah, yeah. So you actually asked the question. Now I'm going to take it to another level. How are you guys pushing for direct bookings? Yeah, so um, easy, easy starting one is if you have a digital guidebook, like from Hostfully, uh, or there's other, there's other ones like Touchstay, I, I believe I haven't used it or I demoed it, but um, you, know, you can get a digital guidebook, brand it to your, to your company. So we have a branded guidebook for recreation rentals. And in the front page, it says, hey, you know, whatever the guest name is, and welcome to uh, whatever property name. And my name is Will. I'm the co-founder and destination director. We're so thankful that you're here. Um, if you have any questions, please feel free to reach me. Here's my cell. And then right at the bottom is if you ever want to come back, use this code welcome for 10% off because you can do that in Hostfully. And you also save money on Airbnb fees and all this other stuff. We'd love to have you back. Please let me know if I can do anything. And then there's a link to our website. So it makes it really easy for them to find you. And I can go into more of those QR codes. There's all stuff, sorts of stuff you can do in the property level to, to really attract people. Yeah, I'm using <laughs> QR codes like inside, but I need to get to with this digital guidebook everyone keeps talking about with Hostfully, man. Yeah. yeah. The first one's free. If you want to um, upgrade to their the premium one, you use my code SlickTalk20 and you get two months free and uh, you can brand it out and do all that cool stuff. <laughs> Got you. Definitely doing that. Okay. So, um, so on your on your direct booking site, how do you how do you you know this is a question that I, we hardly ever ask, but how do you accept payments? Do you use Square or Stripe or which one do you use? Stripe, yeah, definitely Stripe. I just like their um, back end a lot better. You you have a lot more control on what you can do versus Square. Just from my experience, I started with Square a long time ago, um, and just had a lot of like limitations on it. Uh, I think it's good for a, a very simple business, but when it comes to uh, possibly having to split payments or do uh, refunds and all this other stuff and create invoices and, uh, you know, integrate with a lot of stuff, whether you want people to book on your website directly or, you know, it integrates with Hostfully. So when every time uh, a book, a direct booking comes through, it's processed through our Stripe account. Uh, so we actually own the guest information such as email, phone number, name, all that stuff. Um, it's, it's really powerful. So I definitely love Stripe. Uh, it's, it's totally worth the 4%. Nice. How about that for a question, Micah? Oh, that's what I use. I use Stripe for mine too, man. Yeah. Stripe is true. Now, this hostfully, now you bring it to another point. This hostfully uh, do the, uh, what is it, the um, 2% chargeback protection? Uh, I don't know for sure, actually. That's a really good question I'll have to look into because I have no idea. No idea. Okay. Okay. Because I know your porter does like a 2% chargeback protection. Like I haven't had many, much trouble with the chargebacks, but I yeah. hear a lot of people complaining. I'm like, yeah. So I'm happy I hopped into that before I did because I'm hearing a lot of complaints about that. So, Yeah, no, that's a good one. Uh, for the hotel side of things, we used to document, you know, every reservation um, from the software to paper as well and keep it like a, this was an old school hotel. Uh, it's not old school, but they, they didn't implement tech very well. Um, so 
you can, there's like a lot of ways you can get around it, but with just all virtual without them signing a registration card or maybe even a contract, uh, it's a little bit harder to protect. But if you find a way to, in your terms of service on your direct booking site, either through Hostfully or whatever, um, you, you can put in, you know, we, we, you are agreeing to that you are staying at this property. You are responsible for any damages. You put all that stuff in there and you can put something about chargebacks and how, if you get a chargeback that um, you can use this uh, to sustain your case uh, to the bank or to whoever. Wow. Uh, a little protection right there for you. This is why I love this podcast, man. You always learn something. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, man. That's why I, my, my biggest thing for my podcast was just like, I've learned a ton from everybody. Just cool people feel like you're being mentored weekly. It's, it's really cool. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. You're getting mentored yeah. weekly, man. Yeah. People ask me who's my mentor. I tell them LLT, man. <laughs> live, let, <laughs> baby. live, let, thrive. I love it. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah. So um, how has the military helped you? The military mindset helped you organize everything. Good question. Really good question. Um, if you met me when I was 18 prior to joining, you'd be like, there's no freaking way this guy is in hotels or hospitality. Cause I was a, I was a shithead. Um, I was unorganized. I was careless. I was, you know, all the stuff. Um, I don't share the story often and this is kind of a rare one. So, uh, if we go down this hole, uh, forgive me, but I, I, I got myself into a lot of trouble when I was young, like a lot, like I was homeless at 17 and uh, I barely graduated high school. And uh, when I graduated, I, I was still with the wrong crowd. I was on drugs and all this other stuff. And when I was homeless, my, my mentor, I was sleeping in their trailer on their 40 acre barn and I was making only a hundred dollars shoveling horse shit twice a day, uh, a week. So, so every week I was making a hundred bucks shoveling horse shit twice a day. Think about that sucks. Uh, not good money. And he brought me up to dinner and he was like, Will, what do you want to do with your life? And I, I had no answer for him. He was like, the way you're going right now is going to, it's going to kill you or it's going to leave you worse than where you're at. And um, that left me to, you know, ponder on that. I, I was struggling with a lot of depression and all this other stuff. And I just needed to get out. I needed to change. So the military was a uh, easy way out, um, but I was not prepared for what I was about to enter into with the army um, just with the mindset change that was going to have to happen, the discipline, the attention to detail, the, the breaking down that they do to you in the beginning, um, what was totally worth it though. Like I, I wouldn't change it for anything because at 19, I came out at, at graduation, I came home and I got to look at my dad in the face and, you know, shake him, you know, shake his hand man to man instead of, instead of, uh, the child that I was with the partying and the drugs and all that stuff. Um, so yeah, it, it changed my life. And so the, to answer your question, the, the attention to detail part where in the military, you, you're, you're trained to just the littlest things. I don't know why. It's just the, how you tie your shoes, how your bed's made, the little crease, the, this, the, that, the uniform, the, the placement, you know, the, all these little things that you have to measure out and be, be attentive to. Um, plus, if you're in war, you, you know, they try to teach you about, you know, protecting your battle, uh, which is your, your, your fellow soldier, whether it's male or female. Um, and, and how do you be aware of everything in your surroundings? And so that, that for me was a, a big takeaway and gave me the discipline that I needed to actually execute and change my life in ways that I, I didn't imagine I could back when I was, you know, 17, 18. Mm. Man, That's dude. powerful I stuff, man. Yeah, I swear, like, the best guests on this podcast always come from, you know, have a background story. Like, you, I don't know if you've heard the episode with Alvin Hope Johnson, but that was, like, powerful the way he pulled himself up from, you know, yeah 
the brink of death, you know? So yeah, man, that, that, that's, that's a powerful story. Yeah, no, I definitely need to listen to that episode. Uh, I can always, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's important. It's, it's cool to hear the stories like that. Yeah. So you'll be using that, um, that military, what is that? What is that loan called so you can get VA, your VA yeah. loan yeah. for it to get you a fourplex, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Actually, uh, long story. So I got activated for COVID um, in, in April of last year. So I, I was part of the National Guard. So you train, you know, two week, or one week in a month, two weeks in summer, but they can actually activate you either state level or federally. And we got activated federal level. So like President Trump was like, yo, National Guard, mobilize, you're going. And we were setting up all the, um, the test sites for COVID. And so April to August, I was running the test sites in Washington State. Got to do a lot of really cool stuff. Um, but the cool part about those orders, they're Title 32, so they're federal, which means you get different benefits compared to if I was state activated by the governor uh, because it's different types of funding and all this stuff. So my benefits after being on for 90 days, which I cleared by you know two times, uh, I actually get a really good veterans home loan, uh, which I just got my sergeant to send all the paperwork to uh, and finally have all that documentation showing that I can get pretty much a house for almost zero down lowest interest ever. So yeah, I'm excited. I can't wait to start shopping. Sorry. You getting a multifamily? Uh, I'm, I want to, I want, you know, heads and beds. I want to get something that's going to be uh, very cash flow positive. I don't want to live in it. I literally just want to get in, set it up and, and get Airbnbs up in there. So. Ah, uh, so you're just yeah. saying, I thought you were about the house hack. No, no, no. I, I got a good spot where I'm at, so I'll just keep paying paying my my uh, my monthly rent of like 400 bucks and, and can't and, beat uh, that. Nope. <laughs> you, you know our buddy um, Todd Baldwin, a friend of the show. You heard of him? Uh, the name sounds really familiar. He's the face. He's on CNBC and all that. The 27 year old oh. millionaire. Um, he's out there in Seattle. Okay. You should really link up with him because that's oh, what he does. Man. He buys big houses and then he rents out every single room. Plus, he turns the garage into an Airbnb. So he next levels it big time. So, yeah. and you're right there. You're right down the road, man. You should. Yeah. He's a Not great. Only that, I'll link you all up. I'll link you all up. Yeah. Get him on your podcast. Like, he would be perfect for what you talk about with hospitality. Awesome. Like, and once you listen to how he breaks down houses and rents them out by room and creates affordable housing in the Seattle area, yeah. How many cash flows like triple the, the, uh, the um the rent the the mortgage on what it, yeah. yeah get get Todd Baldwin in your podcast we definitely has, you up has COVID affected them with that like with a bunch of strangers living together in a in a confined space like that Ooh, we gotta see we gotta get on the podcast to ask them because that that yeah. is okay because I used to house hack my house I used to rent out the upstairs and we stopped doing it it was before COVID and we were thinking about maybe we should hop back in but then that was the thing that scared us you know I'm like. But like I got on like Airbnb and I started looking around. It was people still doing private rooms. So I don't know, you know, I, yeah, because I'd be kind of because I have kid, I have a son, so I'm like, yeah, I can't just have yeah. you know that's out of there. So yeah, that's an interesting question. No, that would be interesting because didn't Air? I don't know if it's still in effect, but didn't Airbnb take off the shared private room deal or didn't, like that feature? Not sure, but there were certain rooms that they took down. I'm okay. not sure if there was the private ones, but yeah, that's, that's a really interesting one. Like, I wonder how the, like the home sharing host did survive COVID. Seriously. Yeah. I would love to know. That'd be a great episode. That'd be. Yeah. Killer. I got to get some, somebody <laughs> on now. That's a good question. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, Will, thank you so much for hopping on with us, man. It's been an epic show. We can't wait to hop on your show when we get yeah. the invite. 
<laughs> you, you've had it. You've had you got an invite. I'll send my calendar link again to you so you guys can get on. We got anytime, anytime. You're more than welcome. Sweet, cool, man. And uh, one, one more, one more uh, question. What what advice do you have for all the the hectic hosts out there? You know, the myself included. How how the how what's the best you know baby steps they can take to get organized and become like a uh, real business? Yeah, um, that's a really good question. Actually, uh, for the hectic hosts. You know, I think it comes down to, you're going to hear this answer probably a lot. Know your avatar, but really just focus on what do you, what do you want the brand to be and what do you want your systems to look like? You know, is it going to be a lifestyle, you know, free up time type business or is it going to be like, I have a desperate passion for hospitality and I'm going to make this my everything. Uh, like really, it just goes down to that. But um, finding systems, finding you know, discovering things like Operto or hopefully like finding this stuff that you can figure out how do I get a, a cheap enough tech stack that automates a lot of stuff that I can focus on guest experience. I can tap into the local community that I can do all this stuff um, and create a real brand. So that's, that's kind of my, my, my go-to advice is figure out, you know, what do you need or the tools that you need in your belt in order to execute and build that home and build that business. Yeah. Work, work backwards, right? Find out who you want to be and then work backwards from there. For sure. Definitely. I love it. And host really big time all over the show. <laughs> I like it. Well, thanks for hopping on. Got any more questions, Micah? Man, that was it, man. That was a really good, really good episode. Uh, Will, definitely we're going to have you back in the future. We know you'll probably be up to what your goal, your 20, I think you said 20. Yeah. What's your goal? Yeah. yeah we'll definitely be, get you back when you're up to that goal and have you back on man. But thank you for driving, dropping all the gems and providing value. Of course. Thank you guys for having me on. Really cool show. I'm definitely going to be tuning out a lot more. So I'm really excited to, to collaborate with you guys. This is awesome. Oh, for sure, man. Thank you for coming on. Peace. All right. And that was Will Slickers from the Slick Talk Hospitality Podcast. That was really cool. It was cool talking to someone from back home. That was really dope. Slick so, Willie. Yeah, Slick <laughs> Willie. So <laughs> that was a really good episode. Really, a lot of gems dropped. He definitely answered some questions that I have some really a lot of things going on in my business where I'm like, man, I need to automate this. So yeah, that, that hopefully I'm definitely reaching out. You know, I knew right away he was going to be a good guest because he answered the email to make sure that he's going to hop on the show. A lot of people, you know, he checked it right away. Yes. I'm excited to be on. Boom. I was like, Oh, we got, we got a live one here. You know, oh, he's saying? a podcaster. He knows. <laughs> <laughs> Fellow podcaster. I love that. And, um, now, man, this is one of the episodes I have to, I have to go back and listen to over and over again because he dropped so much knowledge. I'm, I'm sitting here coming up with questions to ask, and I, so I'm not retaining every single bit of it, but that's why I have to go back and listen. I'm, oh, damn, you know, I'm glad I wrote that down. But he's an excellent guest, ex-military. We got a lot of great ex-military guests on this show. Military discipline, man. That's like the truth. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, make your bed. Make your bed, man. Get the crease right. <laughs> cool, man. It's a great show. Great hopping on with you again. Yes, sir. So y'all can catch us at Live Let Thrive. Well, well follow us on YouTube at Live Let Thrive. Uh, send us an email, live let thrive at gmail.com. If you have any questions, uh, comments, leave us for some review. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. And uh, yeah, thank y'all for continuing to listen to us, man. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we are out. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Live, Let, Thrive. Be sure to tune in next week for all the latest in the world of Airbnb and all that entails. Bye-bye.